This podcast was created for women who want to grow their confidence and make themselves a priority so they can get their life back. I'm Janelle and this is the Girls Get Confident podcast. Welcome to the show. Kia ora, beautiful lady. I hope you are having yourself an amazing, amazing day. Welcome along to episode 37 of the Girls Get Confident podcast. I had a client recently who was feeling unhappy in her job and feeling like she's not really valued in the workplace and as though she has no support. She's not the only one right? I feel as though, I, I, I can't say we've all been there, but I really want to say we've all been there, right? In some way, shape or form. Today's episode is all about helping you to see how you can take charge in your life. And the main context here is work. But with these tips and tools that I'm going to share with you, you can actually utilize them in other areas of your life as well, which is very, very cool. When I first left radio and went into working for a startup business support company, I was the youngest person on the team and the role was created especially for me. So before I even started working for this company, I had to prove myself. How it all happened is I got to know the manager for this company over a couple of years while I was working in radio. And I knew that I really wanted to learn from this guy. He had so much knowledge, so much enthusiasm for business and for helping people to succeed in business. And I was like, I I want this too. And so, you know, you've probably heard if you are a regular listener of the show, some of the um, some of my journey, I suppose, from releasing this identity of a radio personality into myself and who I really was, you know, who is Janelle Hosking outside of radio? And so, you know, that was a journey. You can hear about that in some previous episodes. And when I got to the point where I was ready to make this change, you know, I felt like my identity wasn't tied to radio anymore. I was ready to move into something else. I pitched this guy of why he should hire me. And then when that went down well, (laughs) I had to pitch his boss of why they as a company should hire me. And a few months later, I had a contract in front of me being signed. I handed him my notice for the breakfast radio job at the end of 2017. And the rest is history. So I began this new job full time in January 2018. I was so eager to learn. I was so inspired to make an impact and just to like be a big valuable part of the team. And I learned very quickly that the team I had joined wasn't that much of a team. And the reason being is because everybody worked on their own separate projects. So they kind of worked in silos. You know, there wasn't much connection between coworkers because they were all working on their own separate stuff. And what that meant for me is there wasn't very much support and I had no idea what I was doing. So my weekly catch-ups with my manager for direction, guidance and support would get missed. My emails about ideas of what I was working on and requests for support or advice would be ignored. Honestly, I felt like a failure. And I felt like I had made a massive mistake and that this wasn't what I signed up for. And 
you know, I still stayed, (laughs) still stuck it in there because I felt like I had something to learn, you know, like I wasn't really done at this place yet. I was just kind of floundering though. After the first 12 months there, um, maybe even 10 months, I had a pretty bad taste in my mouth for my manager, which is really sad. But throughout that time, I learned a lot and I'm really hoping that some of these learnings I'm going to share with you today can help you in some area of your life, whether that is with your um, career, maybe with your study, or even just with different areas of your life. It's really cool to know that these learnings can be utilized in, in many different ways. So something I want to share first is that through hard times, we grow and we become who we're meant to be. If I hadn't have left the safety of my radio career to learn about business and coaching, and if I hadn't have had a really tough time of being unsupported, I wouldn't even be able to record this episode for you today because I wouldn't have had these learnings. So remember that if you are going through tough times in any area of your life, this is part of your story. And this moment becomes the story too. So don't dismiss your tough times in life because they push you to be better and they can give you motivation for getting where you want to be. So those first 12 months at that uh, business development company were filled with quite a lot of self-doubt, hiding away from being seen in the workplace a lot of laziness and I hid up, I hid away um, from standing up for myself and for taking charge of my career, I, I was drifting. I seriously was drifting. No one at my work noticed me and like, why would they? I wasn't doing anything outstanding. Yes, of course, I tried and I showed up to work every day, but I wasn't motivated to try harder because I felt like nobody cared whether I did or didn't try hard. It's as if the culture was kind of to do the bare minimum requirement to get paid and to carry on another day. And if you can think about it, over time, mentally, that gets heavy, right? That got me to the point where I would cry either before work, at work, or even after work. Every single day, I felt like I was going to get fired because why would they keep somebody who adds no value to the workplace? I felt like a fraud. And why did they hire me in the first place? You know? So, how did things change? Well, that's the fun part. There's uh, quite a list. But firstly, I got help. A coworker of mine could see that I needed some guidance and that I wanted to do more, but I didn't have the tools. And what's beautiful about this is I didn't intentionally think, Janelle, you need a mentor. Now, you know, however many years on, that's the first thing I would do is go and look out for a mentor. But in this case, he found me. We started having regular meetings where I was actually accountable to what it was that I wanted to do and to create in my work. And I was supported. So I would come prepared with questions 
and the specific areas that I needed to understand or to learn from him. So if you can imagine it like this, and I think this is going to help you a lot. If you know that you only have 30 minutes of time with your mentor or your manager or someone, you want to suck as much information from them as you can. So show up prepared with what it is that you need support with or what you need to know and you need further context on or guidance or, um, you know, hey, can you X, Y, Z, this is what I need you to do. And it's awesome to show up not expecting that you'll get any more time than that 30 minutes per week. So yeah, great bonus if you guys do, um, you know, go go walk and get your daily coffees together or like if you do have other times to talk, amazing. But don't expect that. Use your meeting time as the one time to get everything that you need to tie you over until your next meeting. That is so, so helpful. Another thing is knowing the bigger picture. I knew my bigger picture of why I was there. Why I had left that safe radio job to join a startup business development company. The reason why is because I knew that I wanted to be self-employed and I wanted to run my own business. I also knew that I had a lot to learn. So if you can figure out why you're in a workplace, you can use that why to fuel you every day and to direct your focus. Yes, of course, you are hired for a particular job, but you can usually always have elements of your job where you can practice and upskill in an area you love. So when you're asking yourself, why am I here? If that reason why is because you want to get to the top, what areas of the business do you need to learn? Do you need to understand? Do you need to get across in order for you to progress further, to step up that ladder? And use that why and that knowing of the areas you need to upskill and plan some of that throughout your day or throughout your week so you can actually learn those things. And if you're struggling thinking about your why, you know, why am I here? Why am I in this company? Why am I doing this thing in my life? What is my purpose? If you don't have one, think about your desire for your life. Try and um, chunk out. So make it, make it bigger. You know, think about your whole life or your career. And surely there is something in there that you can, you can draw on to help you in this current situation to move forward and to get you where it is that you're wanting to go. For me, right, I knew that I needed to learn. So I thought, how can my job help me learn? I wanted to do events and I really wanted to network. So I used my job to help me network with successful business people so I could learn from them, so I could see what they do, see how they spend their time And I ran events so I could practice events because I knew that in my business and in my life, that's what I wanted to create. So why not use your job to help you get there? In doing this, 
over a really short period of time, just with this like newfound direction I had and this purpose that I'd created for myself. Nobody gave this to me. I found it on my own and I drew from it and you can too. Over that time, I took an event that the company was doing from earning $20,000 in sponsorship, which was, that was already in place before I started the job. I took it from 20K to 70K. And I went from like four sponsors to 20 sponsors. And that was because I knew why I was doing it. I really wanted to learn and I wanted the experience. This is something I find so fascinating and I feel like I have to share it with you. When I was back on the up in my career, you know, at the point where I was, I had this new direction, this new lease on, lease on life, essentially, I wasn't crying every day anymore. Like, yes, the, the, I felt pressure because I was pushing myself and I was learning new things, but it felt like it was worth it. You know, it, it, it gave me meaning again, and I felt like I was valuable in the workplace. So when I was in this mode, I realized something about managers and honestly, it has been affirmed for me on an ongoing basis ever since, whether that's in my own experiences or whether that's experiences that clients have had and that they have shared with me. Not all managers become managers because they are good with people, because they are good leaders, because they have the right management qualities or because they want to climb the ladder and, you know, be the top of that industry. A lot of people become managers because they've been in a workplace for so long, there's no other option other than to promote them. Now, why is this a problem? This is a problem because how have they, as a person, committed to being the best manager How have they qualified to be a good leader, to be supporting, to be guiding and inspiring their team? Well, a lot of times they haven't. Forbes said a startling 98% of managers feel that managers need more training. 98%! That is insane! Can you see how detrimental this can be to employees if they have a manager who doesn't have training, who doesn't have experience, or who maybe doesn't have the desire to be there and to actually be a leader? This is what I have had, and I've had at least three really, really bad managers in my career. And every time... Before I knew what I know now, what I'm sharing with you, every time it led me down a really dark hole when I thought I was the problem. So when you have a manager who isn't supporting you and you feel like it is affecting you as a person, it's making you doubt yourself, it's lowering your self-esteem and your self-confidence, you don't want to go to work, you don't want to do the work, what can you do to take charge of it? I've already shared Two things. You can either get a mentor. You don't have to pay mentors. 
if they're in your workplace, if you want someone say like me as a coach, then yeah, you've got to pay for that. (laughs) But you know, if there's somebody in your workplace who you aspire to be like, go and talk to them and ask them if they can support you. They don't really have to do much other than let's say 30 minutes a week just to ensure that you are on the right path, you know, and, and be a sounding board for you. If there's no way for you to get a mentor, you can look outside of your workplace, take it upon yourself to upskill yourself to learn, find someone who can support you, book a call with me, I can help you. But if you're not ready to do that, you can also listen to podcasts, you can listen to audio books, whatever your field of career is or whatever your desire for you know your career goals in your life. You can upskill yourself on that and you can use those skills every single day at work. And the next one is to know why you're here. That why is something you can draw on every single day and every single week to help get you closer to achieving your dream. But what else? We need to think about the fact that, yeah, you do have a manager and you do still have reporting lines to contend with because you can't always go above the manager to the boss uh, to get their support. So here's some things you can do instead to make your working relationship with your manager better. Don't do email. If they don't reply to your emails and it's getting you down, it lets you feel stalled in your progress Stop emailing them expecting answers. Instead, you can talk to them. And when you talk and have conversations, do what I said earlier about um, with mentors. Be prepared. Know everything, right, that you that you plan to talk about and that you want help with. And then you can send follow-up emails after. This is really important, by the way. Having a paper trail showcasing or reflecting what you spoke about not only is it really good um, rather than relying on your memory it can also be really really helpful if it ever comes to a situation where either you might be in a position where you need to do a pg on somebody or maybe somebody is trying to discipline you unfairly This happened to me, I was literally 19 years old at this time. I had a manager who was so bad at his job that the big boss gave him a little talking to and he blamed it all on me. At the time, I was none the wiser as to what I could do about it. So I took it. I I took this punishment for this thing that I didn't even do. And it absolutely broke my heart. I lost all faith, all trust in that manager. And honestly, I thought he was just a terrible, terrible words come to my mind. It was awful. But I knew that I didn't have a leg to stand on to defend myself. It was like a he said, she said situation. So ever since then, I've always made an effort to always be able to show that I'm doing what's required. Now, how does this look? This can look like you talking in person with your manager, discussing all of the things, getting all your context, your guidance that you need. 
and then sending that follow-up email. So I know I said don't email. What I mean by that is don't email requests of people, of your manager. Don't email them open-ended things asking them, what do you think about this? Do those conversations in person and then send follow-up emails to recap what was discussed. Don't just write it down in your own notebook or expect your mind to remember it. Put it down in an email and send it to them. So on the rare case that something bad might happen, you can refer back to that paper trail there. I know this might seem unnecessary, but there have been so many times in my career and other people's careers that I've worked with that this has been really beneficial, okay? Another thing, if you're feeling unsupported by your manager, you're feeling like they just leave you to it. They they don't they don't give you any guidance. They don't give you any support. You want to be working with them rather than them telling you what to do and leaving you to your own devices to just try and figure it out. Let's reframe that for you in a positive way. So how I would reframe that now, knowing all I know, is that your manager must trust you. And they must believe that you can and that you are doing the job properly, good, well. You're doing a great job because they can leave you to it. Do not let their lack of involvement have you thinking that you're bad or that you're not good enough or that you're doing it wrong. Reframe it. Tell yourself, that you are doing an awesome job and that you are trusted with your work and that's why you're left to it. How much better does that feel in your mind and in your body rather than this view of they don't support me, um, I'm I'm left on my own, da-da-da-da. Take charge, girlfriend. This will honestly propel your career forward leaps and bounds. So we're not doing emails, but we still need our comms with our managers. We still need to get some guidance from them now and then. So book in a regular meeting with your manager, just like I shared with the mentor. And I said before, come prepared, but come prepared with solutions. This is a great tool for life overall, ladies. You could use this with your partners. You could use this with your your children, your families, your coworkers, yourself. This is an awesome frame of mind to get yourself into. What does it take to be solutions focused? Well, let's say you're working on a project. You've done some research. You've compiled some learnings. And previously, the old you would send an email to your manager And you would say, what do you think? Or what should I do next? And they won't reply. But now you are going to go one step further because you are solutions focused. You're going to do your work on your project, your research. You're going to compile your learnings. But this time you are also going to come up with two to three solutions. Two to three actions to move forward. So now we've kind of got a full picture. And all that needs to happen here is for you to share this with your manager in a meeting, ideally face-to-face in your weekly meeting, not via email. 
So all they have to do is say A, B or C. You know what, Janelle? You've just compiled some awesome work here. I really like your recommendations. Let's go with C. How do you think this can help? Well, instead of you emailing your manager and expecting them to come up with the answer, which probably takes time, it's probably at the bottom of their priority list, which is why maybe they don't reply to the emails. Instead, you've done all the hard work for them. They just need to choose an option. It means less thinking and hopefully less waiting around time, which means you can get on with your work. How good. So what if you have one-on-ones booked, but your manager doesn't come? I love, I love what I want to share with you on this. Because it might be a little bit different from your experience or your understanding or your view. And I think that's awesome. So my view is that meetings with a manager are for you to share your work and what you need help with. They shouldn't be for your manager to lead and to tell you what to do. Yes, of course, that can be an element of it. But I always come to management meetings prepared with what I need help with, what I've been working on, what ideas I have, anything that I want to discuss. And I always make sure that every single point I've shared has an action so that after the meeting, I've got all of my next steps sorted rather than having more questions. And another reframe is that some managers won't chase up those one-on-one meetings because they think you don't need them. You can take responsibility. You can take charge. Remind your manager in person on the day of your meeting that you're looking forward to it. See you at 2 p.m. I've got our agenda sorted already. Let them know that you're prepared. And then on those days when you don't need a meeting... You can happily cancel and say, hey, I'm good. I've got everything I need. Don't get down and sad if it's quarter past one and you were supposed to have your meeting at one and your manager's still working at their computer. You can take responsibility for yourself. You can stand up and you can go and remind your manager, hey, I really need to speak to you today. Um, This is our time. It's blocked out in the calendar. Let's go do it. It'll only take 15 minutes. Don't rely on your managers to be in charge. Think of it as learning for you and as helping you get closer to your end goal. You know, that reason why you are here. Can you see how all of these tips are helping you to take charge of yourself? These tools will literally help you to become the leader in your role within the company. And it will give you a new sense of purpose. And don't we all want to feel like we have purpose? Like there is a reason why we get out of bed every day. And if you've ever got to lead meetings and you feel like you shy away from showing your leadership in these meetings. Remind yourself again why you're there and what you're wanting to get out of the role. If this is you wanting to climb the ladder You need to show your leadership qualities. So show up to those meetings prepared early and be ready to lead. Be ready to own that agenda and that run sheet and move the meeting forward. 
have your say, listen to others, take on their views and create action steps, ladies. Do not leave a meeting more confused than when you came in. And I really, really love this tip as well. Know that it's not about you, but it's up to you. It is up to you to create your own structure, your own leadership, and your own success within your work. Yes, you've joined a team. Yes, you've probably been oversold or overpromised commitments from the team. And I'm sure that they mean well and intend to deliver on those. But it would probably make it easier on them if you delivered them for yourself. And all of the tips that I've shared with you in this episode are things that will help you to really take charge and make the most out of the situations that you are in. So after two years at the business development company where I went to after I left my radio career, (laughs) I literally learned so much about business. I networked with high up people. I'd been so inspired by female CEOs and I'd learned how to sell, which has benefited me hugely across the past two years and the role that I went on to um, do after I left that business development company before I joined Self-Employed Life. So when I did everything that I've shared with you today, I was able to show my boss all of the value that I had brought to the company. And I used it to ask for a pay rise. You want to know what happened? I got a $6,000 pay rise and I got a $6,000 bonus for the growth that I'd done on the program that I mentioned earlier, going from 20K to 70K. None of this was pre-planned. My boss didn't give me the pay rise first and then, you know, expect me to do the work later. It was a reflection of the work that I had done and so was that bonus. If nothing else, if you can't figure out any other why, maybe that could be your motivation, your reason why you want to take charge of your work. To do the work and to get the reward after. But you know what? If you don't get a pay rise, at least you have the experience and the new sense of confidence and purpose in your work that is going to be amazing on your CV, no matter your age, no matter your stage. And it's going to help you to feel like you are worthy and you deserve to step up, whether that's within this company or a new company or whether that's going out on your own. There are literally no downsides to any of the tips that I've shared with you today on how you can take charge in your workplace. And around that pay rise bit, you have to ask for it. People aren't, like, people barely, actually, I've had one boss, he he was a dream. Um, and this, this is interesting, actually. That mentor that I shared with you earlier, the one who kind of took me under his wing and he supported me and, you know, was there to bounce ideas off when I needed it. He ended up going out on his own. He started his own startup company. And I was his first full-time employee. 
Imagine if he hadn't have seen the growth in me at the previous company. He wouldn't have wanted me to be his first employee. So I mean what I say when there is literally no downside to putting in the effort. And you have to ask for the pay rise, okay? (laughs) The reason why I just went off on that little tangent about that mentor to boss is because he is so amazing and annually he would just say, hey, here's your pay rise. You've done great work for the past couple, you know, 12 months kind of thing. And I just think that's a dream and that doesn't happen everywhere. So if that doesn't happen with you, and I would expect that it probably doesn't, especially not in this economy, ask for it. But ask for it on reflection of the work that you've done. Just like I shared with you earlier how I pitched the manager and then I pitched the boss of that business development company. I pitched the boss again as to why I deserved a pay rise. (laughs) And it worked, okay? Because I had the proof there. I wasn't trying to say to him, this is what I will do when you compensate me for it first. I said, this is what I've been doing for the past eight months. And here's the results. So beautiful. I really hope that that has given you some motivation and some inspiration to take charge of your career and to feel confident in the value that you bring to your workplace because I know that you do bring value. If you didn't, you wouldn't be there and you wouldn't have gotten the job. Just remind yourself of why you're there in the first place. And if you want support on your journey, I would love to support you. My clients are working on their confidence in the workplace to help them get pay rises, to feel valued, to gain experience, to get them where they want to go, where they want to be. I've got clients who are doing all of the above so that they can create their own business, just like what I've done for myself now that I'm self-employed and I have been for coming up three months, I think. (laughs) All of the work is paying off ladies and it can for you too. Check the link in the description of this episode. Book yourself in for a free call. There is no obligation at all. Book that call and see if you and I and us working together is a right fit for you and where you want to go in your life. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you and I'm so grateful for you. You are doing amazing things and there is so much more to come for you. Catch you next week.